This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Doug Carr, Scott Anderson, 97 the ticket. There's also a trend going on in the NFL that's I'm starting to get a little irritated by. Gator. Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll get to that coming up at 1020, 248 We shift to college football at 1030. Of course, there's open lines. Let's go to Steve in a cell. You know, 97 won the ticket. What's up, Steve? Yeah, so I completely understand what you guys are talking about and agree with you that, you know, Chicago really hasn't done anything for Justin Fields. But I also have to go back and say, okay, if they haven't done anything, then why do they have a better record than the Lions? Because uh, they have a defense. And Detroit has what feels like virtually none. Well, but again, I mean, we've put up points. We've done all of this stuff. I, I just, I would love to get Justin Fields to see what he could do. But I just think that the Lions are just such an inept organization that it would just be a waste of time and picks. Well, I, if the Lions had invested, let's say they didn't go Penny Sewell and they went Micah Parsons, it would help the defense a lot. The defense would be better. The offense probably wouldn't be as good. And, um, you know, they'd look they'd, like that Lions offense looks like potentially a juggernaut. I think last Sunday rattled the confidence in <laughs> a lot of people how good or bad they how good they actually are. Um, the Bears have, I mean, in retrospect, I think the Bears have one of the most stunning results of the season in that they beat the 49ers. Was that the opener? I remember they beat the yeah, 49ers. Was that the, yeah, it was the opener? The Lance, so. Yeah. I, I, yeah, so. They beat the Niners and they beat in Houston. Okay. Uh, I could see, could see the Houston win, the Niners win. I, like the Lions don't have a win like that, and the Bears do. But the well, Bears have put resources. Yeah, true. The Bears put their resources into um, their defense and done very little offensively, it seems. so. I, I completely agree and, and, again, think the same thing. I mean, but we've invested in just about everything and still, you know, mediocrity or, or well, uh, um, average it, is, is just what we can get. I, th- I kind of sense, Gator, that the heat is – what are you – are you laughing? <laughs> it's just – right now I've got – the pond guys are still working out there, and then the uh, landscapers just showed up to mow the lawn too. So, so the dogs are gonna go nuts. I don't know. I mean, she's, she's being a good she's, girl she's okay so far. Right yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, I sense that the lack of production from the defensive draft picks, if it doesn't get better and get better this season, we're gonna start hearing some significant Brad Holmes grumbling. We're gonna he- start hearing people bitch. About like Aiden Hutchinson makes some plays, you know. By the end of the year, I suspect he'll be better and be be more productive. But he's got to start making some plays. And then all those other guys that we documented yesterday the the, yeah. the Kirby's, the Anzariques, the Pascals, you know, Derek Barnes, 
somebody's going to have to merge as a player because it's not looking great right now. And and you try to be patient, realistically patient. You know, okay, young players, you want to give them time. You don't want to jump all over rookies when they're five games into their rookie year, rookie campaign, or you don't want to jump all over a guy who just, hey, look, he's he, he can really help. He just, just needs to get on the field. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, at some point, the patience runs out. And I guess we all have, Gator, we all have our, our timer in our head that would that clock hits zero, and we go, all right, come on. Brad Holmes, his drafting of defensive players stinks. And when when that happens, it, it, it's probably an individual <laughs> individual time for each of us, right, that you the clock hits zero and you go, I'm mad at Brad Holmes. Yeah, I mean, it it can definitely happen. Nobody likes how this season has started. Um, it's still a long season to go. I do think that they can absolutely still get to seven, perhaps eight wins. The The schedule is, we've talked about it a ton, how it does favor the Lions. They don't travel too much. When they travel, they certainly aren't traveling long distances. Um, they're not taking on the toughest of competition. They have a couple of really hard games, and then the rest of them seem like they're absolutely winnable for both teams. So go out and win the majority of those, and you'll be okay. But if that doesn't happen, yeah, man's on a hot seat, I think. 248-539-9797. Okay. Something, a recent trend that we all see it, we're all aware of it, but we're all acting like we're owed something. I am growing a little bit tired of everybody bitching about the Thursday night NFL matchup. Oh, boy. The last two weeks have been brutal. Got it. We're with – we all see it. It's obvious. These two games, Colts-Broncos, Washington, and and Chicago have stunk. But a couple things. One, do you remember what the Thursday night matchup was when they first do it, started doing Thursday night games every year? Do you remember what they terrible. they were always the worst games? They would yeah. park the worst game on Thursday night just to say, look, here's some football. Yeah, here, here's some crumbs. And that's what they did every Thursday. Every Thursday, you'd see you'd see Jacksonville and Carolina. Like you were we were seeing consistently bad games on Thursday night. And I'm not talking about like blowouts where you go, oh, at least I get to see Mahomes or they were just uninteresting, bad, nobody wants this game, park it on Thursday night game. What's that? 15 to 10. Yes. So that already they've shifted to making the Thursday schedule more attractive. But the other thing is we're not owed anything. When the schedule comes out, Colts-Broncos looks like it could be a pretty damn good game. Okay, so it's not. Big deal. That happens on Sundays too. And – Right, it's the only game. Got it. But let it let it go. I don't know why everybody has to take the social media and rip the NFL for its Thursday night games. You, you're we are promised a great game every Thursday, and it's way better than it was. And you know me, I don't even like Thursday night NFL football, but I'm going to defend it. And then people need to stop bitching about how bad the Thursday night matchup is. They've tried clearly to make it better, and. You can't, at the beginning of the year, this happens all the time that a schedule's put out and a game that looks attractive isn't. Well, I don't think it helps that Al Michaels is bitching about the game as it's going on, too. No, they and those guys are, and I think 
they're probably frustrated. I mean, at one point last night, oh. Herb Street said, I want him to go for it just because I want to see a touchdown. He didn't even say it made sense to go right. for it. He was like, I just want to see somebody push push the ball across that line at the end here because uh, we haven't seen it. And and last week's game was, so, was also bad. But I think that helps to push that narrative of how people are, you know, getting pissed off and to go to social media with it when you have the announcers say things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just like, all right, got it. You're not happy with the matchup. Big deal. Kang, you're a huge, huge NFL guy. You watch as much as anybody I know, and I'm talking of all the games and your Sunday one to midnight kind of guy. But the Thursday night games, am I wrong? They've they've gotten better and s- quit pitching. No, I'm with you on the bitching part. People just love to complain. You know, they love to complain. In fact, well, you know, the first game of the year, I know it was because Amazon Prime had just bought them, but they put, what was it, the Chiefs and Chargers or something? It was a great matchup. Um, they did it on purpose, of course. Yeah, they're, they're going to be some stinkers. Last night was a terrible game. It was. It was, it was really a tough watch. Um, you know, I'm a guy who will watch without fantasy implications, without gambling. That's how sick I am. You mentioned I'm an NFL guy. That's what you mean. Like, I watch these games. And at the end of the day, at the end of the week, guess what? That game, that terrible game is always the highest rated thing that was on television, no yep. matter what was aired, right? NFL is king. We know this. The bitching has become over the top, of course. It's funny that you're bringing it up now, because that was one of the worst, and yes. I'm saying it, that was one of the worst games I watched on Thursday Night Football. It was... It was cringy at many, many times, but you're right. Overall, though, you're right, though, Doug. I mean, people just, yeah, they're going to be some stinkers, man. And you can flip the channel or it's one thing to be like, hey, that was a bad game. You move on. But the, the complaint, the constant complaining about it, it, it does get to me. I think the only people that have the right to complain are the ones that actually paid for a ticket. Yeah, I mean, or if you paid for Amazon are, Prime. Maybe that's what it is. People, well, they've, they've paid for Amazon Prime and now they're mad. How many people are paying for Amazon pay- Prime just already, because of football? Because they're already paying for Cable Gator. Well, that's true. Yeah. How many but, people- I mean, how many, what, what percentage of people get Amazon Prime just because they want to watch Thursday Night Football? It's a great question. I don't think it's a high percentage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to Kang again. How, what percentage? Well, I tried ordering a touchdown during last night's game <laughs> because it got so bad. 248 539 Anyway, it's just become a pet peeve of mine. Let's go to Mark in Redford. Hi, Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. All right. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, first time I'm on the, on the call here, listening to you guys for years. Uh, just bear you. with me for a second. Aiden Hutchinson, um, he's a great player. He probably will be a great player. I thought he was a great white hope that everybody was hoping that the Fords wanted him to be, but he's a bust. Um, my other thing is, is I never liked uh, Campbell um, ever since he was part of the 0-16 team, I believe. It, but I also believe that he does have a little something going on. I think we should give him some patience. I, mean, I don't like him as, as for some other reasons, but for some reason, uh, ever since I've seen the hard knocks, I think the guy has a little bit more passion than I thought he did. And I think we gave Harbaugh a couple of years to get his stuff together. And now look at, now look at you know, the Wolverines are doing pretty well. So why well. are you willing to I give think, Aiden why? Hutchinson that same, that same patience? I, I'm a, a light long-living Lions fan, and I am just so tired of putting Band-Aids on top of Band-Aids on top of Band-Aids. Um, I, I just, some, for some reason, my gut is just telling me, but Campbell, but Aiden Hutchinson, 
I think that yeah, the Ford were looking for something you to said bring tickets in. You, we should be more patient with Dan Campbell. Give him some time. You talked about Harbaugh. We want to run Harbaugh, but you gave him some time. Look where Michigan's at now. But yet you said Aiden Hutchinson's a bust after five games. I, I, I don't I don't I don't feel it with Aiden. I, I don't. I, I I something is in like I said something is in my gut. You know, it he's just, got more sacks. He's got more sacks than all the rest of the defensive linemen taken in the first round combined. Well, that is I did not know that. So are they are they all busts? No. No. Yeah, no. I mean, I, look, I, they may be. They may be, and I don't know the trajectory of his career. There's win rate stats that are a bit concerning, but it's so early. And when you compare his numbers to Miles Garrett and the Boses, and I, I don't think he's probably going to be that good. But if you look at statistically, sacks, tackles, tackles for loss, it's kind of on par with many of the greats in the league right now, the, the guys that are great now in their first five games. I, I think it's awfully premature. And, and it'd be great if he were better. But, I mean, there was that stat that I didn't believe, and then somebody sent the – Sent it over that he is the second most double teamed edge rusher in the league, which is, I maybe too much respect, but still. <laughs> well, that can explain a lot, but I, I think it's also it's a little unfair to be throwing out the stats, the the cumulative stats through five games when all of his stats were accumulated in one half of yeah, one. Yeah, but I looked, I went back and looked at one of the Boses, and they had the same thing, like they did it all in one game. I can't remember if it's Joey or Nick. So, right, it, but do, that's just looking at that number. We don't know what the pressures were, the hurries were. Yes, the hits you know, there were. are other there are other All things that matter. Is, there yeah. are the, you're right. There are other things that matter, but it's just if, if we could take a deep dive and and look at all of those numbers from everybody, and I just think it's clearly way too early, but. Well, I think it's way too early to do a deep dive. <laughs> and you're right too. That, that is true. <laughs> Let him, let him play a little let, bit. Let him play. Let's get yeah. short-term results, long-term conclusions is a problem. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 